he was an amazing human being. Monday and welcome to the Geek Squared show, the show where we talk about the things that we talk about. My name's Emma. And I'm Tilly. So this is a bit of a more impromptu episode than our usual planned a year in advance episode. Correct. I watched Black Panther last night. And I watched it three days ago. So we want to talk about it. That is the premise of this episode. (laughs) This is literally the episode where we talk about the things we talk about. Purely self-indulgence on this one. We just missed the opportunity to talk about Black Panther when it came out. So we're doing a retroactive love. So we are really hype about this. But a question I hear from a lot of MCU fans and even people who aren't dedicated fans is what makes this movie so special bold statement but all of it yeah (laughs) no that's not a bold statement and it's true i mean it's a good movie in itself i would marry this movie (laughs) (laughs) but not only is it a good movie for its plot but the impact that it made across the world gargantuan gargantuan finally there was a black legit superhero yeah long overdue of course like we'd had we'd had roadie we've also had uh I almost said Hawkeye. Incorrect. Falcon. (laughs) We've had Falcon. We loved that series Mm -hmm. with the depths of our bones, but something about having that mainstay, like this is an addition worthy of being added to the MCU. Yes. Agreed. Agreed. Think about all the things we wouldn't have if we didn't have Wakanda. And I say it all the time. Representation is so important. This was the first time where people not only did they see a black superhero it was like you look at the movie poster in public and it's empowerment it was completely different it was a game changer and when you see something that's an extension of yourself at any length frankly that changes and saves lives like this just means so much to so many people arguably the coolest superhero Uh, not (laughs) arguable he is the coolest superhero So we have this black superhero. We have a cast that is predominantly black as well. You know, I will never fully understand the strength and the validation and the power that people feel when Black Panther, a hero that looks like them, shares their culture, hit that screen. But, and I mean this with the best intentions, I think I get a sense of what it feels like because when I see someone who is LGBTQ representative or or hearing hearing impaired, impaired, even when I found out that Latita Wright was part of the Black Panther cast, I was really excited because she's Guyanese. And Black Panther wasn't just, you know, this kick-ass superhero. He was also a king. That is power. That is like the, like when I think king vibes, I think of T'Challa. Okay. This episode hasn't come out yet. Can I, am I allowed to say? Well, it will have come out by this time. So on our most recent episode, see, this is why you're the boss. <laughs> <laughs> so when we were talking about Hugo Weaving, I was like, that gravity, that's important in a, in a role. And yes, it, it does. You know, it's also like the camera use and the director and the writing and the, the, like, it's, it's all, it's no, nobody's just doing it solo. It's a team effort for movies, but Chadwick Boseman took the screen. I'm so glad actually that we got his appearance in Civil War. Yes. To set his character, yeah. like inner character. Mm-hmm. The uh, the scene where he's asking Zuri about what happened with his uncle and, and his cousin, who's now Killmonger. Zuri's like, I promised the king I, I wouldn't say anything. And Chadwick just goes, I am your king. Yes. I was like, that gave me chills. Bumps, oh yes. my God. I, I love scene. scenes yeah. like that where it's just like this calm person is just like, enough. I have to put my foot down. Yeah. I am your ruler right now. But every time it happens, I'm like, Phew. 
Yeah. Oh, <laughs> it yeah, gives he, me shivers down my spine. I love it. He was a fantastic actor from the bones to the skin, you know? Yeah. Like, he, like, I'm speechless. I'm literally, I'm at a loss for words at how great he is. He's probably in my top three. And that's why. It's because. Top three he, actors of all time. Yeah. Top three actors of all time. And. That's why, because he can go from one end of T'Challa to the other. Although it's a fictional character and although like Chadwick is T'Challa, but there's also the separation of like, that's not. Yeah, he's not actually Black Panther, but he is. <laughs> but he very is. He very much is. But when you get an actor that's in a head, what am I trying to say? A spearhead role spearhead. like that. Like they've got to embody that. part. Like they have to be the best person on the planet. Yeah. Like Robert Downey Jr. for Iron Man. Exactly. That's- they have to have the gravity in real life hmm. to have the gravity on the screen. I agree. Rip Chadwick Boseman, man. Yeah. I can't believe that too. He didn't yeah. tell anyone. Yeah. He didn't want to take away from Black Panther. Literally something that he created. Obviously, Chadwick he is Boseman is the king of Wakanda. Yeah. I don't care. Even I don't care that it's not a real place. Wakanda <laughs> is a people. Yes. Just like Asgard is. Yeah. And I think that's an important theme throughout the MCU. Not only did we get Chadwick, but we got esteemed actors like Angela Bassett and Forrest Whitaker. <laughs> Angela Bassett? Yeah. She's great. <laughs> I love Angela Bassett as well. Like, I don't know how they... Well, I shouldn't say that. I was going to say, I don't know how they like got the cast for this. But when, when you get a little taste of Black Panther, I don't see how you could say no. <laughs> exactly. I think that's what it is. Like, who better to understand the context of the movie other than the people that were in it? Yeah, yeah. Particularly Angela Bass and Forrest Whitaker, who have been in the industry for a long time. Had they are so legends. Many, so many adversities within the in the movie industry. And then it projected current stars like... Lupita. Lupita Nyong'o, yeah. Well, Daniel. I mean, Denai Guerrero was a household name because yeah, of The Walking Dead. Dead, but this was like her movie. Daniel Kaluuya, who Kaluuya, sorry, there's a Y in there. Had previously done Get Out. We got Winston Duke in there as well. Michael B. Jordan, of course, who did oh, Creed previously fantastic. with Ryan Coogler, the director. Yeah. Black Panther's just such a powerful and positive vibe. As much as No Way Home took over social media, I don't think there has been a moment where there has been such an amount of pride within MCU fans. Spider-Man took the storm, but not for the same reasons. Not for as important reasons. Yeah, in Spider Man was entertaining. It hit home because it was, it was fan service. Yeah, it was fan service. Nostalgia. It was a long time coming. This was speaking to an entire history of people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. Okay, let's get into it. Wakanda. Okay, the most beautiful. Yes, thing we've absolutely seen in the gorgeous. MCU. I love the combination of like rural space and cityscape. So gorgeous. Okay, the color palette in this movie is absolutely stunning. <laughs> They juxtapose the warm tones found in traditional African art and dress and paired it with the cool tones of the vibranium and all their tech. And it was just perfect. Perfect. It was so good. Also, the wardrobe, now that I mentioned it, slapped. It was so cool. Everything from their robe to the Black Panther armor. So sick. The The Black Panther armor is the sickest outfit in the entire MCU. Both of them. T'Challa's armor and the one that Killmonger Killmonger arguably kind of cooler. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? You know what? T'Challa acknowledged that it was cooler. He just needed to be more discreet. The armor of the door, Melage. So dope. So good. And Wakanda is the most technically advanced country on the planet within a continent that has historically and you know still today been viewed as less than and it's sustainable 
the gender roles are equal. Everyone is a soldier. Yo, um, the sickest soldiers are all women. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's advanced yet respectful of tradition, which is also super important. So cool to see. Yeah, and it's peaceful for the most part. I mean, I know we're seeing it in the midst of a civil war, but that's because it had someone from the outside coming in and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. a bunch of tension. The fact that they incorporated culture into the very fabric of the Black Panther movie. I have a quote here from Denzel Washington when he was interviewed for his movie Fences. And when asked why he felt the film needed specifically a black director, he said, it's not about color, it's about culture. Spielberg did Schindler's List, Scorsese did Goodfellas. They could have switched and still would have been good movies, but the product itself would have been vastly different yeah because the same yeah because culture is so important to art in any form movies being one of those forms movies being arguably one of the most outsourced and relatable yeah (laughs) accessible because it's so in depth too because you see it you hear it you feel it and when i saw that quote in the context of black panther it made me think of a huge issue that i have with the series bridgerton just to put it in perspective. So that show features a very diverse cast. It's really cool to see. Black people are playing queens and dukes in a show that is set in England's Regency era. But even though the show made it a point of explicitly telling us that racism doesn't exist in Bridge- in the Bridgerton world, the white king married the black queen and now, you know, there's no racism. There's no black culture in that show to back up the fact that racism doesn't exist. It's like they just stuck people in different roles just for the sake of diversity, visual diversity. Yeah, that's that's a Hollywood issue. Yeah. Right there. <laughs> so just to put those two things side by side, this Denzel Washington quote and Bridgerton, if you've seen it, and Black Panther is very much what Denzel was talking about. It is full of culture, which is not something that you can explain to somebody. It's just a feeling. And it has a lot of history and, you know, life experience attached to it. And boy, did they hit on that with Killmonger. Yes. Arguably. Actually, no, I'm just going to say it. He's my favorite villain. He is also my favorite villain because he is the only villain where Where I'm like, damn, that's fair. fair." That brings me to like the complexity of the whole plot of the film. It's a very simple story when you get right down to it. It has a lot of complexity surrounding it. We have three points of view for Wakanda that could change it vastly. Nakia wants to come out of hiding and lead other societies by example. The women! We have T'Challa who wants to keep Wakanda hidden and preserve its culture. Killmonger and Wakabi wish to use Wakanda's resources and technology to instigate war and most certainly win them with all that vibranium. You got two sides of the same coin with T'Challa and Killmonger because the idea that one nation can beat another into submission to advance society, quote, is absurd. So wack. Yeah, so <laughs> like, wack. Like- yeah, it kind of illustrates the concept of American imperialism. No. It's totally ignorant. Colonize our thoughts. However, we still can sit here and say that Killmonger is our favorite villain. He kind of has a point because growing up outside of Wakanda was very rough for him. And, you know, he spoke a lot of truth. Black people are wildly mistreated. And due to the repercussions of systemic racism, it creates this domino effect that bleeds into classism. And then we get serious lack of education, lack of work, healthcare, housing. So he is angry. And you can see his anger. You can feel his anger when he's talking. He wants to know where Wakanda was when their people in other countries needed them, which is a good point. When he says stuff like that, I'm like, you know what? You when have he's talking point. to T'Challa, yeah. T'Challa's like, I am the king of Wakanda. I protect our people. Yeah. Killmonger is like, didn't life start here on this continent? All people are your people. Receipts. Yeah, yeah. He, he came, came with receipts. receipts. You know, opposite him, we have T'Challa. He sees what Eric sees, but he hasn't lived it. That changes everything. He is privileged. He has sat on the throne in this beautiful, 
beautiful country, secluded from the Got rest of the world. these special powers. <laughs> like, this guy's living it. Yeah. And they choose not to engage. Is that not as bad? You can look at T'Challa and say, isn't this also ignorant? What's, uh, what's the catchphrase of Spider-Man? With great power comes great responsibility. Look at you. When they were having that dispute in the throne room, that made me ask a lot of questions about how I think. And that's the point where this movie reached another level for me. In the end, one wasn't better than the other because that's why he started the outreach program. Because he saw, you know what? Nakia was right all along. (laughs) First of all, Nakia was right all along. And Killmonger really made him see that you're right. You're right. What you have experienced, I can't, I'm not going to devalue that. And I need to prevent that from happening to people. To reiterate on your thing, like two sides of the same coin. In the beginning of the movie, that's King T'Chaka talking to to T'Challa. Yeah. It's like, why don't we help people? Mm -hmm. And then T'Chaka is the one that influences T'Challa. And then... He did sympathize for Killmonger because they were of the same people, right? He really saw that his own people were also suffering. By the hand of his father. That second visit to the astral plane. Uh Oh, man. Imagine having to talk to your own father like that. Don't even get me started. I know. I (laughs) know. That was heavy. To stand in front of your dead father while you're on the brink of death (laughs) in the spiritual world. Not even just his own dad. His entire line of ancestors. Yeah, Yeah, that was some heavy stuff. This whole movie was heavy. But it was heavy in such a light way. You know what had a lot to do with it? The humor. It was so funny. Colonizer. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like it was a type of humor that is not funny to everybody. That's my sense of humor. Mm -hmm. When Shuri's like, remove your toes from my lap. (laughs) That is the funniest thing ever. (laughs) And when she records T'Challa, and he's like, why are you recording? (laughs) Research purposes. (laughs) And then he just gets blasted. Delete it. Delete Delete that footage. (laughs) Like, they're they're such a brother-sister duo. The one that I always have to watch twice. It's during the car chase. (laughs) And the car gets... And Nakia's car gets blown up. And she... And, and Okoye does this crazy flip and like badass thing. And then... Nakia just pulls up in the... Tr- just the driver's so seat. So good. Motionless. Speechless. Just holding the steering wheel up. And they don't say a word. It's so funny. It's so human. It really is. Yeah. Even though these are all superheroes and royalty. A completely different culture than, you know, you and I. We're all the same. Uh, Killmonger's my favorite villain. Ulysses Claw is oh my, my favorite God, secondary even, villain. We didn't even <laughs> talk about him. He was so funny. Andy Circus. <laughs> he was having like he had no right to have that much fun on this set. <laughs> <laughs> and yet here we are. Uh, okay. PowerPoint out of order. Like <laughs> I also love the combat style in this so movie. So good. I mean. Wakanda's a fictional place that trains soldiers. They obviously had to come up with a completely new combat system for these people who in the real world do not exist. And I have always been so fascinated with T'Challa's fighting style. So I did a uh, shallow dive into it. I'm sure I could go a lot (laughs) deeper than this. But I just did a very like, you know, I just like put my foot in a little bit. Is there like a real martial arts basis? Well, obviously. But like, is it like 16 put together? Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. It's funny that the fighting style is a combination of all these different styles in the same way that Wakanda is a combination of tradition and 
advancements. Usually in the MCU alone for a basis, we see a lot of boxing with, for example, Captain America and Thor. We see a lot of jujitsu with Spider-Man, Wushu with uh, Black Widow, all those leg moves, Bojitsu with Hawkeye, which is when he uses his bow as, you know, a close combat weapon. But the Black Panther techniques are completely different because he's from a completely different sector of the world. So it both honors its roots by incorporating African styles such as Zulu stick fighting, of course. That's where we see that traditional trial by combat. It uses what is a bit like Nigerian kickboxing called Dambe. And then it incorporated Senegalese wrestling as well. Uh, and then it combines that with tiger style kung fu. So that's where you get the extensive footwork, the acrobatic sweeps and the kicks, the wide low stance and the signature tiger palm heel strike kind of fist. Absolutely incredible. It's so graceful, super readable, and it's it just makes for really good cinema. Yeah. As it's coming to an end, spoiler alert for whoever hasn't seen Black Panther. Don't even worry about it. Killmonger dies. <laughs> <laughs> uh, probably the best villain death of the whole series, too, of the whole MCU yeah. series. Like, they share that last view over the sunset. Bring a tear to my eye. They I, were cousins. Yeah, <laughs> right? They were cousins. I I imagine me fighting you. <laughs> That's another thing that I really like about Killmonger is that he was a villain for sure. We have his upbringing in America versus T'Challa's in Wakanda. He could have had the same thing. And would he have turned out the same? Probably not because he wouldn't have been so jaded towards the world. And then you see T'Challa and Shuri and it's like, what if Eric was part of that too? This brings us to the upcoming Black Panther Wakanda Forever, set to release in November of 2022. We have confirmed Ryan Coogler returning as director. God bless. Amazing. Uh, the majority of the cast are returning as well, and Dominique Thorne is joining as Ironheart. I'm excited for that. I did not hear about this. Yeah, so... Ironheart is known in the Marvel comic universe as basically an improved female Iron Man. Long story short. How'd she get Stark Tech? Oh, she did. Sherry made Stark Tech. Yeah. <laughs> so my want list for Wakanda Forever is very short because if it's anything like the first one and it, it shares that same tone and overall feel and it incorporates culture and all that good stuff again, I'm going to love it no matter what. The only thing that I do absolutely want, and I don't like to think about it a whole lot because it makes me sad, but I hope they give Chadwick an honorable send off. I don't know how they're going to, like, I don't I have no idea. I, I have no, like, I have no theories of how they're going to yeah, do it. I have no ideas of how they could do it. Like, there's no right way to do it. Yeah. I mean, I don't think they're going to ignore that. So I just hope that it's a send-off worthy of a king. They'll, they'll make the best of what they can yeah, do. Yeah, we can't forget T'Challa. Yeah, I, I kind of feel the same. I don't really have any expectations for the movie. I'm just, I'm, happy to be <laughs> I'm just waiting for it to be on Disney Plus <laughs> yeah. and then, you know, I'm good. Like the question of who is the next Black Panther? That's an interesting one. At the time of this recording, there are rumors of Michael B. Jordan returning. How would they, how? How? We have unleashed the multiverse. So anything can happen. True. And is he one of those bad guys who could be swayed to the other side? The multiverse like. Opens up a whole world any, of retcon. <laughs> yeah, literally anything can happen. Yeah. <laughs> That's another reason why my want list is so short is because I don't want to spend time trying to contextualize everything because they can make anything happen. The only thing I don't want is for other Avengers to like outshine Wakanda. I like that Wakanda is like dealing with Wakanda. Yeah. Oh, okay. I see. You know, yeah. like, but then obviously now they've done their outreach thing. So like there's going to be that to deal with. So it's probably going to be some, like the villain's going to be targeting that outreach thing. Right. Like I don't want Hulk to get involved. Yeah. I don't want... 
you want it to stay Black Panther Wakanda forever, not yes. become Avengers Wakanda forever. Yeah. I will say I have a I have a prediction. It's not a want or a or a not want. It's it's neutral for me. Okay. I do think that Falcon and Bucky, the Winter Soldier, will have a role in this movie. That I would accept. Yeah. Because the themes of Falcon and the Winter Soldier and Black Panther kind of overlap. And the Dora Milaje were in... Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And I could see where it would fit. I'd be yeah. okay with it. They're the only two Avengers that get a pass. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, they get the W pass. Yeah. <laughs> so there you go. Those are our wants and our not wants and our Wakanda passes for Wakanda Forever. We hope you guys enjoyed the Wakanda and Black Panther appreciation. Maybe if Black Panther wasn't your favorite MCU movie, it will be now. So let's go with our weekly recommendation. My recommendation is, I just forgot the name of it. No, I didn't. Peaky Blinders. <laughs> Peaky Blinders is a show about British gentlemen who are part of a family and they're racehorse owners and, and betters and all that. And it's crime and it's drama and it's family and it's this. And it's also very funny because it's British shows. <laughs> you know, they got that classic BBC dry. Humor. Yeah, like that good old goodness. Go watch that show. Go give some love to Tom Hardy and Silly Murphy. That is way cooler of a name. <laughs> Cillian. Say, Don't be Cillian. <laughs> Silly man. <laughs> Mine, continuing with the Chadwick theme, is a movie on Netflix called Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. And it stars Viola Davis as the legendary blues queen Ma Rainey and Chadwick as a fictional trumpeter in her backing band. Came out in 2020, three months after Chadwick Boseman passed away. And wow, I did not understand how impactful and well acted this movie would be. I've seen it about five times and I still get chills from Chadwick's performance. He was an amazing human being. So highly recommend it. Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, so good. Once again, this is the Geek Squared Show, the show where we talk about the things that we talk about. My name's Emma. I'm Tilly. You're... Jerry. I'm Nakia. You're Nakia. <laughs> yeah, you're... I'm okay. Uh, okay. You're okay. I'm okay. I'm all right. <laughs> We release new episodes every Monday, so be sure to check us out next week. And below, you can find the links to all of our social media, as well as our Buy Me a Coffee if you would like to fuel the chaos. Okay? Okay. <laughs> I'm okay. Have a great day! Oh, delete that footage. <laughs>